0: Hey, I just wanted to let you guys know real quick that Everybody Screwed Up has a merch store now. You know, it's an Etsy shop, so you can find it a couple of ways. You can find it by going to Etsy.com backslash shop backslash ESU merch store. That's E-S-U-M-E-R-C-H-S-T-O-R-E. Or you can go to Etsy.com and type ESU merch store in the search bar. Go ahead, type that in there, press enter, the shop should come right up. Alright, so what are we selling? We got t-shirts, we got stickers, we got dog tags, we got coffee mugs. I'm pretty sure you'll find something you like. There's more merchandise coming soon. So go on ahead and please show your love for everybody screwed up by getting a piece of merchandise. The t-shirts come in different colors and they come in different sizes. I'm sure we'll have something that fits you. But thank you and always remember... If everybody screwed up, nobody is. Hey, this is Miles Tales, and you're listening to the Everybody Screwed Up podcast. I'm doing another solo cast today, and uh it's just me. And um I just wanted to talk to you guys because um you know, I was uh going back through memory lane a few days ago and uh I thought about this thing that my brother asked me about and uh you know, I didn't really think to look into it at the time, um, but for some reason, a memory just popped into my head. He, I remember, he was telling me, um, a, a long time ago. This was a long time ago, about a show that was like American Idol, except the contestants can't sing, and uh, you know, after this memory popped into my head and um i decided to look it up i looked into it i googled it and i stumbled across this old wb tv show from 2004 it only had one season seven episodes and that show is called superstar usa all right um this show is you know that's just a perfect way to describe it it's like american idol except the contestants can't sing um, you know, it looks like American Idol. It talks like American Idol. It sounds like an American Idol. It smells like an like American Idol, but it's not American Idol. This is Superstar USA. Um, so the thing about this show, besides actually existing, holy crap! Like, I can't believe that this thing actually got on the air. Can't believe it was sold. I can't believe it got on the air. But, uh, the, the thing about this show, um, was that everyone was in on it except for the live audience and the people who are actually contestants. Um, the judges knew what was going on, the host knew what was going on, anybody who was watching the show on TV knew what was going on, they kind of let you know from the start, like, this is a tv show like american idol except we're not looking for people who can sing we're looking for people who can't sing and they put them through the whole process you know they audition then they go to la excuse me they go to la and then uh you know they they perform and they perform they perform they do the you know it's basically uh you you know american idol if you you haven't had your head under a rock for the past 15 years american idol is a show where it's basically glorify karaoke and uh everybody can sing. Um well, yeah, they they did the whole glorify karaoke thing on Superstar USA and nobody was able to sing. So I didn't watch the whole show. I just watched the first episode with the auditions, which of course were bad and funny, and then um I just went to the last episode, alright? And uh it's com- it's available on YouTube. All the episodes are available on YouTube, you can watch them for free uh if you know that's your kind of humor, but i I wanted to see who was actually going to win, <clears throat> and uh you know they chose it seems like they chose the uh the winner her name was Jamie, I don't remember her last name, but yeah jamie, who was uh like it was between her and it was in between this guy Mario, who looks like uh look no offense but kind of looks like what you would picture if you saw if you think of an insult today no offense Mario I don't know if you're ever going to listen to this but no offense um they kind of chose you they kind of chose they chose the girl because she was hot <laughs> and um super confident she had personality but she just couldn't sing and um you know i i don't know i just i'd like to talk to somebody who was on the show i'd like to talk to one of the contestants because i you know the one thing i really want to know is did they ever was there ever a point when they were just like okay like there's there's no way that they think we are good singers like whether they um just watched the video or something like they had to hear themselves singing and hear that they were getting, they were singing all the wrong notes. Um, you know, Jamie, the thing about Jamie is, uh, no, she, oh my God, she had a, her voice was absolutely terrible, but it seemed that there were some points when she was singing, there were some points where it seemed like all she needed was some vocal lessons and, you know, she'd be able to pull it off. Um, i don't know if she did that afterwards um but at the time of the recording you could tell that she had not taken one vocal lesson before in her life (laughs) um and uh so yeah they chose her over the guy because you know obviously because she was kind of hot and they kept you know bringing it up on they kept bringing it up like yeah we 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 weren't looking for good singers we were looking for people who had great personality and you know they they look good and you know blah 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 and mentioned sex appeal so yeah they chose it because she was hot they chose it because she was the hottest contestant on the show um at least i believe so again i have to watch everything all over again but you know her versus mario there is no way mario was gonna win based on looks along you know she was from minneapolis but she had you know, those Hollywood good looks. And, uh, so they made her superstar USA. And then not only did she win in order to, you know, soften the blow of like, oh this whole thing was a trick. You know, it's just one big practical joke on you. They actually gave her a couple of things, you know, they gave her according to the host on the show, they said that they gave her a $50,000, um, talented recording deal And then they gave her an extra $50,000 on top of that. So if she really wanted to be a singer, she could go out, um, get those vocal lessons, train her voice, and then, you know, basically start recording. Yeah. Put into work to become an actual star. Um, I think that nowadays she's going to, I, I don't like to talk to her. I don't know. I don't know if she would accept an interview. Um, there's, Ethan from the h three h three podcast covered this uh last sometime last year almost two years ago now and uh he and his wife uh they were saying that they were watching a documentary on it um so yeah maybe I'd like to see this documentary if it doesn't exist and if uh I'd like to see the documentary if it does exist and if it doesn't exist. I'd like to see if I can put I'd like to see, I wonder what I would have to do to put one together. Um, This was obviously because of the nature of the show. It was the type of show that you can only do once. So there really is only one season of it. Um, About five hours of material to watch from the show. So, I mean, again, if that's your humor, Oh, and if that's your humor, then you know what? Go for it. Superstar USA. It's on YouTube. You can watch it from the first episode to the last episode um oh and and the other thing is if you if it's if it's really your thing uh, if you go on amazon you can download the ost you can download the soundtrack and when you look at the track listings it's actually all of the contestants singing the songs from the show so you know i guess if it's not enough to to see these guys singing horribly you can listen to them sing horribly in your car. Just download these mp3s from Amazon, it's super cheap, it's like 350 or something like that. Go for it. I don't think I will. Um, but uh it got me thinking though. That show got me thinking about uh entertainment and, you know, the way LA works. Now the thing is, 2004 don't fact, I mean, you could fact-check me on this. I'm not claiming to be right, but I think 2004, Four might have been about the time of the writer strike it was either during the writer strike or it was just after the writer strike so <clears throat> what that meant was there was just this massive 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 hole on TV um when it comes to uh narrative television when it comes to you know telling stories like you know your your detective shows your pfft, superhero shows you uh, you know anything that wasn't reality um wasn't really on tv at the time i think they were probably just showing reruns or something like that um so they needed some content wasn't needed all right um at that time uh it was very easy like that was about the time that reality tv really took off so it was actually really easy to get uh comparatively to you know today it was easy to get something made um and you know put on tv like there were no writers so they needed something to fill all the space uh you know that all these fictional tv shows all these tv shows that you know everything that as in reality, that space that, that was left there, they needed, um, something to fill in those holes, so they took on all these crazy reality TV shows, um, you had a bunch of prank shows on the TV at that, on TV at that time, um, that might have been when, uh, uh, can I remember the name of the show, um, you know, with the dude from that 70s show, uh, what was that prank show called? I uh, can't remember you so much about Superstar. you say that all my, uh, my knowledge just goes off the TV and nah, nah, I, you guys know by now my memory is like a leaky sieve. Um, anyway, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, Ashton Kutcher had a TV show. That was the name Ashton Kutcher. He had a TV show where he was just pranking people. Um, pranking famous people, trying to get them riled up, trying to get them, you know, angry, on the verge of about to hurt whoever the prankster was, and then they'd come out punked. It was called Punk. You've been punked. You know, you had shows like that on T V. Um Yeah, American Idol had just started a couple of years before the, it was a very strange time. So there was a lot of, there were a lot of strange reality TV shows on TV. And you know, this was one of them, um, you know, not to take away from the people who worked on that show, who worked very hard on that show, but it seemed like the type of show that they just threw at somebody. Like there is just, Oh man, we need a showrunner for this. Who wants to be the showrunner? Oh yeah. Yeah. I know, you know, Jimmy over there, he's been trying to be, he wants to be a showrunner. He wants to be a producer. He wants to be a showrunner. So maybe this is a perfect, way to get his foot in the door, you know, in doing that, um, he probably gave people a lot of, they probably gave a that show probably gave a few people their shot at, you know, you know, working in the industry and, which was pretty cool, um, looking at the type of show it was, they probably shot it over a couple of weeks, you know, maybe a month, it was only seven episodes and they, you know, it it probably lasted just enough time to, you know, save on production costs. Um, just enough time to give these, get these people in there, give them the the experience of the lifetime and then, you know, get them out. That's probably what they did. Um, and then (laughs) the, now the crazy thing about the show is is that anybody involved had to sign NDAs, uh, a non-discretion agreement or something like that and basically saying you can't talk about this show until after it airs and that must have been tough holy crap that must have been tough they uh excuse me they had to keep it a secret that these people were being pranked that this whole thing was just one gigantic prank and uh <laughs> ooh that must have been tough i um <laughs> Yeah, it, it was a crazy show. So I don't know if anybody who was on the show, who was working on the show, is going to be, um, is going to hear this. But if you do, just you know, find me, contact me, you know, give me a call or shoot me an email: miles at gmail.com, dot M i l e s t a l e s at gmail dot com. I'd like to have a conversation with you. I just want to know about the process of the show how did you get it how did it get pitched how did it get off the ground what was shooting like was it hectic was it yeah what was it like behind the scenes um and then yeah if there's anyone out there who can shoot a documentary or well anybody can shoot a documentary to be honest um but if there's anyone out there you know who has the proper funding and the equipment and the connections you know let's see if we can get a documentary on this show because i think that this was actually i don't know if it was groundbreaking but i think that this is really fascinating and then it's been 15 years like there are people walking around now who are going to be driving in a year (laughs) and uh yeah they worked around when this show was on so you know let's see if we can let's see if we can put something out there there might be you know with Ethan on the H3H3 podcast covering this and with it having um you know this thing has to have a subreddit right uh let's see if we can get some people who are involved both in front of and behind the camera let's get a let's see if we can get a pin on the host and see if he'll he'll come and talk about this how did he I, like, I want to know, how did they feel being on a show like this? Um, I know personally, I've had existential crisis from working on reality TV shows, just being on the low man on the totem pill, just kind of watching how everything is manufactured. Yeah, You kind of, um, you get the feeling that you're lying to America, or at least I did. I got the feeling that I was lying to America, and I had an existential crisis. Holy crap, I died. And, uh, you know, I almost ended my career in TV because of it, you know, I'm glad I didn't, I'm really glad that I didn't, uh, cause I wouldn't be, I, w- I wouldn't be in LA right now, but, um, yeah, like, there's, yeah, I wanna know, I just wanna know, can we, can we put something like this together, um, <laughs> and then, I wanna know, like, I don't know if a show like this would be able to, you know, s- survive in you know today's climate um apparently to get like when you watched the last episode uh yeah when you la- watch the last episode there's a live audience and I think it was the only time I didn't watch the whole show so I don't know for sure but I guess that was the only time there was an actual live audience there so they really had to um and uh, to get these people to cheer for you know these singers who can't sing these anti singers I guess uh what they told them was that they had uh on a street three podcast he said that they had he said that they told the audience that they had cancer, and that the contestants had cancer, and this was some or maybe it was just some they told them that they had some terminal illnesses and that you know the show was just their make a wish foundation type thing yeah it was a it was a way to that's how they how they tricked the audience to pretending that they were that they loved what was happening on the stage um so I don't know if something like that could happen in today's environment in today's you know social justice warrior um like this how dare you do this environment take advantage of you know the you know they they come up with some stuff about how they're taking advantage of you know people who are sick or something i don't know something about indentured servitude or some shit i don't know man like I, it was a it was a show that came out when it was supposed to come out, and that was the only time it was going to come out. Um. So yeah, superstar USA. Look it up. Um, if that's your type of humor, look it up. I think is I think it's pretty interesting. These people, uh, they they really believed that they could sing. Like I think that was part of it. They they had they had to find people who not only were they not able to sing, but they were able but they were so confident they were still confident in their ability you know they were still just like oh yeah i really killed it you know i think i sounded great um my best performance yet yada 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 and they're just terrible singers um so yeah superstar u s a've been talking to you guys for about twenty minutes now about it. I just thought that it was kinda <laughs> its just crazy it is just crazy um the uh yeah, I won't yeah, it's probably gonna be a short one um, but uh so I can go and, yeah, it's gonna be a short one so I can go and watch uh, doctor Stone and uh if you're just like dr stone what's that dr stone is an anime all right and it's pretty um i think it's interesting i like it the season is almost over which is a little upsetting because it means i'm gonna have to wait at least a year for season two if a season two uh releases but i think it will so um i definitely recommend it so what is dr stone dr stone is a tv show it's an anime where in the very first episode um it starts out in you know 2019 and every like out of nowhere this uh everyone on the planet is turned to stone they're they're made into stone statues um and uh 50,000 years go by something like that a really long time goes by you know it's long enough for the earth to kind of to reclaim itself um yeah you know, a high school student the uh, the main character he actually he survives um and he's able to break free of his i guess statue somehow and it becomes his goal to rebuild uh, civilization uh, from uh basic well, no from the ground up i mean after all that time there's nothing left from the modern day when you're that far in the future there's nothing left so yeah he has to rebuild everything from the ground up um and uh it's kind of and it's pretty cool because it seems to like he's uh he's a scientist and he's um he's you know he's it seems to be using actual scientific principle and scientific fact, you know, to, uh, to advance civilization. Um, it doesn't seem too magic-y, uh, they break down the steps, like, for you, so, for example, you know, this isn't one, cause I don't really want to spoil it, but, um, if he's like, oh man, we need a bow and arrow, alright, so what do we have to do to get to bows and arrows? All right. We have to go get string and we have to go get wood. And then we have to, you know, treat the wood or something like that. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like step-by-step, step, they gather everything that they need on the show. They show you what you need on the show. And they seem to have done their research on the way, you know, things are done. Um, You know, things like glass blowing, like uh, how to, how to build gunpowder, build (laughs) um how to uh how to manufacture gunpowder how to manufacture soap string clothes everything is on the show from the ground up, rebuilding civilization from the ground up using scientific fact and principle and you know it seems okay look it's an anime and you know it's like takes place in the future so many thousands of years in the future and you know everything's starting over somehow kids are just turned to stone and then wakes up blah blah, look if you suspend, you know, if you just like, just let your imagination take over then it seems plausible. It's all I'm trying to say. It seems plausible. Like, I think, I think that you can copy, you can take some of the things that they're doing on the show and in the manga, and you can copy it in real life to do the things that they're doing. That's what I'm trying to say, Um, which is really cool because anime has this 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 tendency to be like oh we only made it because of love and the power of friendship and then everybody high fives and the show is over um so I, like in this one isn't like that at all like there are other characters who do who who are kind of like that but it's because they that's what they wholeheartedly believe um but the main character himself, Dr. Stone, he's very, uh, I don't know the right words to use, but he's scientific, he's um, clinical, he's like, look, we're going to do this, and it's going to be hard work, and we're going to have to go through this, and then, you know, they they go through it all, and it's actually really fucking cool. Um, so, I recommend Dr. Stone wholeheartedly, I think it's the only anime besides uh, Demon Slayer, uh that i've been keeping up with um from this season uh you know i was kind of watching fire force but that one fell off i think after the season ends i might go back and check that one out um let's see is there anything else uh no i'm gonna wrap it up real quick um so just once again i want to remind you guys that I do have a merch store going for everybody screwed up. It's called the ESU merch store on Etsy. So you can go on Etsy and type in ESU merch store, all one word, and it'll come up for you. Um, We got t-shirts and, you know, tumblers. We got mugs. We have dog tags and stickers because you just can't, you can't not have stickers, you know. Uh, actually started advertising it on the Instagram. There is a video up there, and um, you know, it's all again, it's all for the show. It gives me a little bit of walking around money, and we'll be able to. It, it allows me to keep doing this. So you know, just if you get a chance, just check it out, and you know, buy something, <laughs> buy something. Long and short, I'm selling you something. So you know, buy it. <laughs> um. And then if you enter the coupon code ESU Core2, that's E S U C O R P S Two, the number two, um, you'll get ten percent off at checkout. Uh so yeah, Etsy, ESU merch store, all right, and then for ten percent off, you uh, type in ESU Core two. And um I think that's going to be it. It's a, a pretty short show. They just might be the shortest show. Man, that no, it's not the shortest show, but one of the shortest shows that I've had on this. Oh, wait, one last thing. This is the 20th episode. So, woo. Congratulations to me uh, for making it 20 episodes. I didn't think I would go 20 episodes. Holy crap. Um, hell, I didn't know if I was going to go five. And, uh, so, yeah, that's really flippin' cool. You know, Bob, what, you know, Miles, what would you say to the guys, to everyone says that there's shows out there with thousands of episodes? And I'd say, you know what, those are, you know, Bob, those are shows, those those guys, Uh, you know, the Joe Rogans, the Kevin Smiths, um... Everybody else on Smodcast, they've been doing this for a long time, and they were able to hit their stride and, you know, have everything figured out, you know, five, six, seven years ago. I've only started this year. I've only been doing this a year, and I've got 20 episodes. I'm really proud of myself. And, you know, that's all I, that's, and, you know, that's all that unnamed reporter has to say, you know, that's all I have to say to Bob the Reporter um i imagine a better voice i imagine doing a better voice when i with that one maybe i will come up with a better voice i don't know if i can even do voices but uh thanks for sticking with me anybody who's if there's anyone out there who's listened to all 20 episodes thank you um i've got some other thing got some other ideas some other things in the works for the show um as far as getting it spread far and wide and we'll um yeah, we'll keep going from there. Uh, thanks for listening. And I hope that everything that I've done so far has been up to your liking and even more. And then some, um, I hope your cup runneth over with appreciation and love and happiness. And when it comes to this podcast, anyway, every other part of your life, I don't care. And I'm joking. I care about you all very, very much. Uh, uh, so yeah, thank you ESU Core for staying faithful and um I guess I'll talk to you guys in a week or so. Thank you. And remember, everybody screwed up. But if everybody screwed up, nobody is. Have a good night.